Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church. Thanks again for tuning into our DCC online service. For the unforeseeable future, this is where we will worship together and grow in God's Word. Obviously, we will have a void of not being able to gather together as God's Word instructs us to do. However, this is what we must do during this critical moment in world history. I want you to know that we're not operating in fear. We simply want to do what is best for the DCC family. Your health and your well-being is a top priority for us, and we'll be back together soon enough. Until then, I want you to stay connected through our social media pages and the DCC app. May I suggest that you carve out time to give these online services your full attention. I want you to engage in worship. I want you to hear God's word and continue to grow with your church family in one mind and one accord, even though we can't be near each other right now. Today, we're going to continue with our series, Are We There Yet? And in complete honesty, this is not the way that I envisioned this series going down. I wanted it to lead us from the middle school into our new facility, and it may do just that. Who knows what tomorrow holds, but we can know that God holds our tomorrow, and we're going to be okay, family. The first week of this series, we realized that before you can get to the question, are we there yet, we must first recognize that every journey begins with the revelation, we can't stay here. Moses had to convince the Israelites the importance of not staying in Egypt, that God had something better prepared for them. The lepers outside of Samaria couldn't stay where they were. God had something better for them, and God has prepared something better for us. Last week, we explored those moments when we find ourselves in a situation that causes us to ask, what did I get myself into? It's possible that you didn't get yourself into this. What if God put you where you are? If God showed you the whole journey, you would have never taken the first step. If you don't start the journey, you'll never get to see God part the sea. I remember when I was a kid, my dad bought a motorhome, and me and mom and dad and, and my dog Pumpkin, we all loaded up and we went to this little campground on the Gulf Coast of Florida near Steenhatchie. And the scenery was beautiful, and we were, we were gearing up to have a great weekend, relaxing in the great outdoors. Dad was getting the grill set up, and and everything was going great. That is until about dusk. All of a sudden, we started feeling something biting us that we couldn't see. It was sand gnats, also known as noceums, and they hurt. You just couldn't see them, but you could tell that something was biting you. And they're like little vampires. They aren't big on sunlight, and they drink your blood. Not only were they biting us, but they were in my dog's hair, and they were driving my dog insane. It was so strange. There was pain but you couldn't see it. One of the frightening parts of this coronavirus outbreak is not being able to see it. It's like we're fighting an invisible enemy. You can't see the germs. Every surface is a battlefield, but you can't see the enemy. But praise God, even when we don't see it, he's working. And even when we don't feel it, he's working. God has not stopped. God is working for us. When we last read of the Israelites, they had crossed the Red Sea, and they were now about to enter into the wilderness. This is where you would think that their faith would be soaring. God had allowed them to walk through a sea on dry ground, and then God lets the sea walls collapse and drown their enemy. God was proving that he would protect Israel. And one week into this journey, this happens. I'm going to read from Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 through 26. It says, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, 
And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Three days without water. Three days. It, it's a general rule of thumb that a person can survive three days without water. But after that, things start going downhill. Obviously, this can change with how much water a person's body retains. But, but about three days into it, things start happening. You start dying. Needless to say, after three days with no water, the Israelites were facing death. They'll soon begin dying. This happens in our personal lives when we see our dreams slipping away. You know, your biological clock is ticking and you're not married and so the dream is dying. Your opportunity to have children is slipping away. Maybe it's your career. This is not the dream job that you thought that it would be. This is not the house that you long for and the white picket fence looks more like barbed wire stretched across fence posts. This is not the marriage that you had hoped for and your dream is dying. I have felt this way at times with our church construction. I know that right after we first broke ground, we were then informed that the project was $1.5 million over budget. And we had no idea that this was happening. I would have never broken ground had I known that that's where we were at. And sometimes it felt like the dream was dying. And then you hear the sounds of rushing water. And you think to yourself, this is it. Finally, we're going to get some relief. You find someone to date. You, you hear about a better job, so you apply for it. You value engineer the mess out of a project, and you get it into budget. It looks promising, but you can't see the trouble under the surface. You taste the water, and you realize that it's not good to drink. You realize that who you thought was Mr. Wright is actually scared of commitment. You get an email saying that the position has been filled. Our soil conditions prolong the pouring of the concrete, and it's hard to build a building without a foundation. At this moment, not only is the water bitter, but Israel becomes bitter too. One week into the journey, and they're bitter. They begin fussing and arguing and complaining against Moses. Hebrews 12 and 15 says, See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. Church, bitterness is like cancer. It will eat away at your soul. Bitterness spreads like a virus, and it threatens families, it threatens churches, and, and it threatens individuals. We must allow God's grace to be sufficient during our times of weakness. And don't forget this. Don't forget that the Israelites are following God in this wilderness. A pillar of smoke by day and fire by night. God is leading them. 
And God leads them right to the bitter waters. And this is not an accident. God didn't lead them there to find water, though. God led them there to find a tree. Listen to Exodus 15 and 25 again. So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Why did God use a tree? You see, the right tree has always made the difference. In Exodus 15 and 25, Moses asked the Lord for help, and the Lord told him to throw and I love how the, the CEV version says it, a certain piece of wood into the water. A certain piece of wood. Not just any old tree will work. It has to be the right tree. You see, in the beginning, humanity chose the wrong tree. We, we chose to live life eating out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But God intended for us to eat and partake of the tree of life. A certain tree would make the difference. And nearly 1,500 years after the bitter waters of Marah, God would once again use a tree that Christ would be crucified on. And for three days, it was dark, it was death, and it looked hopeless. But on the third day, the abundance of life was manifested when Christ was resurrected. A bitter life is made sweet through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we cannot allow bitterness to control our lives. I'll be the first to admit that I've had some bitter moments in this construction process. And I think in this series, uh, I'm, I'm venting, I'm airing that out a little bit. I know that the journey will, will test your patience. Stay sweet. The journey will test your pride. Stay sweet. The journey might even test your progress. But stay sweet. Look to the cross of Christ to make your bitterness sweet. I want to pray for us today, church. I know that in these uncertain times, we, we don't know where we're heading on this journey as individuals or corporately. But God does. God knows. And I want to pray that we will just put our trust in him through all of this. Father, I thank you for the DCC family. And as much as we hurt today that we can't join together and, and celebrate the name of Jesus Christ, God, we celebrate Jesus in the comforts of our homes. God, I speak to those souls right now that are, are listening from their couches, in their kitchens, sitting at a desk. God, whether they're watching on a TV or on their iPhone, Lord, you know where they are at on this journey. And Father, it's easy to become bitter. I've been there, I know. God, I'm asking you right now to allow the cross of Christ, let him be thrown into our lives. Let the cross make a difference once again. It brought salvation to my life. God, let it make me sweet. God, we pray all of this today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. I want to close this online service today the way that we close every service, and that's in, with one last piece of bread. So, church, if you will, join with me and let's say it together. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer.
Thanks again for watching. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening.